You're listening to your favorite podcast, It's Burgers and Brats. And on this episode, we'll talk about, hey, you went over the weekend and got some food, you're probably looking like James Harden, and our championship picks. And you're listening to your favorite podcast, your host Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. James Harden came back, NBA preseason start, and looks a little chunky. All that partying in Las Vegas. Uh, but first, before we dive into that, make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcast at Burgers Brats. Stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brats. We've got NBA preseason starting and a lot of stuff coming out of Houston. Matt, what are you, 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 you hate Houston, so you're enjoying seeing all this mess down there. I think the culture problem, the problem with Houston is James Harden. I mean, Harden is the issue in Houston. He is the problem. You know, they trade Russ, and you get John Wall. I like it. You get uh, Boogie back, or you get Boogie in Houston. See what he can do coming off an injury. I mean, if he's healthy, he's a dominant force. They've got a good team. They've got a new coach. But I'm really starting to take a problem with James Harden. I, I, I really am. I am too. I mean, Russ uh, apparently was appalled by the Rockets' culture. That should have worked down in Houston last year, but it didn't. So apparently uh, when the Rockets would have two to three days off, Harden would fly to Vegas. That's what he would do in his off days, just like Dennis Rodman, like we saw in the last dance this summer. But if they went to L.A., Phoenix, Atlanta, he, he would make the team stay overnight. He would go out after the game, stay out late. And the slogan in Houston is, whatever James wants. Whatever he wants, even though he has not brought them to an NBA championship, not brought them one, and he's never heard the word no. So it, it's it's James Harden's fault now in Houston. We'll see what happens with John Wall, but he couldn't win with CP3. He couldn't win with Russ. Uh, those two players were blamed. It wasn't James' fault, but now we're seeing it, it looking like Harden's fault. We'll see what happens with John Wall, see if it's similar uh, than as his last two point guards down in Houston. Yeah, so if John Wall coming in, and if, if Harden gets traded, okay, if that happens, well, I mean, you obviously you're going to get a massive haul if you're Houston. You're going to get a lot. You're going to get picks. You're going to get some young talent. Would they be better if they trade him? I mean, look, it's James Harden. I mean, you're, if he's playing, you're going to be great. You should be. You should be. Yeah, I don't think they'll be better than the four seed that they were this last year, but I, yeah, they should have traded him a few weeks ago before all this came out and stuff. They should have, because now you may get a few less picks, one less person. That you could have got if you traded him a few weeks ago before all this came out. What Harden does in his after free time and just how bad of a teammate he is. Well, if there's anybody you feel bad to in this whole story is Coach Steven Salas. I mean, it's his first head coaching gig. And you're coming into Houston that, I mean, you look at the last couple of years with Houston, they've, they've had a big problem. I mean, they've gone small ball, but they've made some, tra- I mean, they traded Clint Capella. You know, you, you bring in, you trade a CP3 and you get Russ. They've really changed. They've had a lot of makeover changes with their team. And you had a really good coach. I'm big on Mike D'Antoni. You know, he doesn't have the championship, but look at the teams he had with Steve Nash. And now he's the assistant coach to Steve Nash in Brooklyn. And he kind of got run out of town. He got tired of what was being put up. And a lot of that goes to owner Tillman Fertitta. I mean, that's where it comes down to. But Houston, uh, Daryl Morey's no longer there. He's with 76ers. And D'Antoni's in Brooklyn. You've got all these changes going on, and I think the next change is going to have to be Harden. You don't go through a rebuild, but now you've almost you. It doesn't look like it's going to be working with Harden. Even I, I, it almost seems irreparable, even though 
really nothing has been done to hurt Harden. He just doesn't like his situation. You know, they haven't, the Rockets haven't gone out and sabotaged him in any way. He just doesn't like it. But if it's irreparable, which it looks like it's going to be, they have to move him at some point this season. And now you've got John Wall and Boogie and young talent you got to build around. I think that team can still compete, um, but it's going to be tough. And it puts Coach Steven Silas in a, in a tough spot in your first head coaching gig because you're trying to manage a big name like Harden. But I, I think the way Harden's kind of treated the whole thing, I've, I have lost respect for Harden over these last couple of weeks. I have too. I mean, I really liked Harden as a player. Uh, can score whenever, but lost a lot of respect. And I, I think it will be trading in a few weeks. Looks like it's going to be Philly most likely. But one place that doesn't have a problem with their superstar and won't for the next five years, Giannis Antetokounmpo signs a Supermax deal in Milwaukee. Five years, $228 million. How do you like this signing, Matt? Um, and how many rings will Giannis bring to Milwaukee? Well, I hate it because I wanted to see him come to Dallas. Hey, you know, I wanted to see that free agency um, if he made it. Uh, you know, this is kind of a tough spot, Braxton, because... What we've seen, Giannis has been great for how many seasons now? I mean, he's been... Four? Is it four, three? I mean, he's been in the league. Well, he was drafted in 2013, wasn't it? Has it been seven? It might. I think it's been seven years. But he's been so dominant for like four years or so. Um, Yeah, I I, I just... I hate to say this. Braxton, I hate to say this. I don't think he's going to get a ring. I I do not think he's going to get a ring in the Milwaukee. I completely agree. I really like, we both like the dude, but there's just so much more talent. Now you got to go, luckily he's in the East now, but the East is getting better uh, this year. You got the Nets, a uh, bunch of more young talent. You still got the Celtics, Raptors to go through. Couldn't even get through the Heat last year, who got better this year. And you still got to go beat LeBron if you get to the finals. He'll be there the next few years. Clippers, still a good team. Mavericks, Luka's finally getting super dominant, and it looks like they're going to propel, take that next step. The Nuggets, they're still going to be back in the Western Conference. And just all these other teams, the fact that they haven't gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals yet in a week east the last few years, it's it's hard to see them getting to an Eastern Conference or at least winning a championship. So I agree with you there. Um, some other news around the league, uh, NFL, Breeze. Drew Breeze is cleared to return to practice. Uh, so do you, he's not expected to play against Kansas City. And <laughs> I know it's so hilarious, isn't it? You we know? had something going on in the studio. Would you like to restart or keep no, this? No, all right, let's all right. keep going, you know? That makes a lot more sense. Sometimes equipment's not plugged in, but it's okay. We have an equipment issue down here in Norman, so let's try this now. Let's see if this works better. Yeah, maybe it will, maybe it won't. You can hear me. I'll just talk loud. You know, that's what we do. We improvise. Luckily, you have the um, bigger, more echoing voice. Thank you. Appreciate that. So they can hear you. Um, (laughs) But Drew Brees is clear to uh, practice. I don't think he'll return versus Kansas City this week. Uh, Any other half-hour headlines you'd like to mention, Matthew? I've got nothing, except I wish I had a mic that worked, but, you know, that's technology. Look, you're picking up more than me now. Let's go. <laughs> Woo-hoo, let's go. Well, all right, well, all right, let's talk with our picks. What do we got? NFL picks. Some not-so-great games. Not-so-great games. Uh, but first, starting 
in Minnesota. Chicago takes on Minnesota. Minnesota three-point favorite. They have won six straight um, without covering the spread. Six straight without covering the spread. Bears one and four in their last five. But they're putting up gum good numbers in the last two with Mitchell Trubisky back at quarterback. Uh, Kirk Cousins has 3,200 yards, 27 touchdowns, but needs to limit the interception. Bears need to feed the, uh, Montgomery more. Only 170 attempts on the year. I think the Bears, though, they get the upset, 30-25. to 25. Trubisky's got them playing pretty good ball. Yeah, um, ooh. Well, we have different picks on this one. We're back where we can hear you. Hey, man. there we go. You know, we got different picks on this one. I've got to go Minnesota. Got to go Minnesota. Big Kirk Cousins fan, man. Just kidding. But Kirk Cousins actually has done well for the most part um, over the last five weeks or so. He's been a, a better quarterback. Um, but, again, you know, the Bears defense is going to have to show up if they're going to win this game. But I am going to lead. I am going to lead Minnesota. I like what we see from Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. I like that. Again, when you're looking at the Bears, you have Trubisky, you've got Allen Robinson, you've got David Montgomery. But I've got to lean Kirk. Yeah, I in mean, this much, in the matchup, he's got 27 touchdowns on the year. That's pretty dang good. Uh, Montgomery had like an 80-yard touchdown run the, last week, and they barely gave him the ball after that. So Chicago needs to rely on the run. Matt, this is our only differential pick. This is our only difference in picks in the NFL this week. I, I believe so. Uh, next, New England at Miami. Miami, a 1.5 favorite. Miami has had some luck against New England in the past down there. Uh, Pats, 25-5, and though, against rookie quarterbacks under Bill Belichick. New England, they've just been up and down all year. They have beaten Miami already, uh, but without Tua. Uh, I I think this game's a toss-up, honestly. But uh, New, New New England's two and five on the road, and, and which Cam Newton will show up? We have no idea. So Miami played great game against Patrick Mahomes, got some interceptions. I think Miami wins twenty-seven to twenty. Well, Brian Flores, the head coach of the Dolphins, has definitely got to be a candidate for Coach of the Year. What we're seeing from Miami is spectacular. A team that you're like, it's Miami. They barely win five games. If they all, they barely even win like four games. Um, they've done exceptionally well, and they've been fighting back and forth right there with Buffalo. I like this pick. I'm going against Belichick. I'm going Dolphins. I look. Tua's looked good, and if you don't have if Tua struggles, you got Fitzmagic. They've done well this season. They they have done well. Tua is looking pretty good down in Miami Beach. Uh, next game: Kansas City at New Orleans. Kansas City, a three-point favorite. Should be a great game. This this is both our number one and number four teams, I believe. So, uh, should be a good one. Kansas City has been in cl some close games lately. New Orleans coming off a shocking loss against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. But the number one offense, Kansas City, versus the number one defense in New Orleans. Kansas City, you can't let teams hang around like you've been doing. And Pat Mahomes, I don't think he'll have three interceptions like he did last week. But New England, you got to get Kamara in that Taysom Hill run game going. I think the Saints need to give Jameis Winston a shot also, give him some plays. But Kansas City has won 21 of their last 22, and I don't see that offense slowing down. So I'm going Kansas City 31-24. to 24. Yeah, the Saints have been great this year. But the Chiefs have been even better. And and that's who you got to go with. The Patrick Mahomes and, and – um, Andy Reid, I mean, this offense right here, give a lot of credit to their offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. 
He needs I mean, a head coach. And guy. I think he may. I think if the Texans would be wise, his name's been floated around there. They have done a, just an incredible job. And, yes, last week was not – it was very unlike Patrick Mahomes. We don't see that a whole often uh, with him. But, look, you, there's no Drew Brees, right? There's no Drew Brees. No. And, Drew, and, and you got Taysom Hill. And Taysom Hill's done good. But I fully expect the Chiefs to win this game by 14, okay? Maybe close in the first half, obviously. But I think get to the fourth quarter, you're seeing the Chiefs pull away. One by 14. Big, big spread there for you, Matt. Uh, next game, Sunday night football, Cleveland at the Giants. Cleveland, a touchdown favorite. Uh, what a n- Monday night football game between the Browns and Ravens. We didn't talk about that yet, but that that's one of the – we had the Arizona-Seattle game this year, which was a great game. And then before that, though, there hasn't been a game like that since that Monday night between the Chiefs and Rams. So what a game that was. It was a great game. Yeah. <laughs> that was – wow. Lamar making his Paul Pierce return. <laughs> that was fun. And Baker Mayfield, though, showed some haters up that he is – Pretty dang good when he needs when he needs to score in the fourth quarter. Uh, Cleveland team, they're not the same as old man. They're a new Cleveland team, new blood. Uh, new York Giants though, their offensive line banged up. They gave up eight sacks last week. Eight sacks. Uh, both though are four and one in their last five. Uh, new York though just doesn't have much on offense, especially with Daniel Jones banged up. Uh, first game of his career, he did not attempt to run last week. First game. Uh, Cleveland, I think they inch closer to the playoffs. I, d- I don't know if they can secure next week, but I think they win pretty handily 28-13. to 13. Well, did you see the news that broke about what's going on in the coaching staff of the Giants? I did not. So Jason Garrett's tested positive for COVID. Oh. And filling in as their offensive coordinator is former Cleveland head coach Freddie Kitchens. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Freddie Kitchens has a chance to run the offense against his former team. Remember, he was fired after one season last year. They might win then. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, let me tell you, Freddie Kitchens was a, was better in the role of an OC. You yeah. know, and then he got promoted head coach, and he didn't seem like he had control of that team, and it fell apart. Um, this will be fun to watch, though. I mean, you it'll know. Be, it'll be a good Sunday will, night football. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see. Uh, this matchup, I do think Browns win, though. But Freddie Kitchens keeps it interesting, I think. That will be fun. Uh, when did we ever think we get a Cleveland Giants game for Sunday night football? When we, who would think it would be kind of fun to watch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, next, final, our final pick game, uh, Philadelphia at Arizona. Cards a six-point favorite. OU, former OU quarterback versus former OU quarterback. Jalen coming off his first start and a win against the great New Orleans Saints. Philadelphia is just dominant when rushing, and now they've got the added factor of Jalen Hurts, who had over 100 rushing yards last week. Arizona, though, they need to step up, play like they had earlier in the season. Uh, Hurts gives the Philadelphia a spark, but the team still, they're, it's, they're still not that great. I think Arizona has the edge, uh, 27-21. I agree with you. Arizona does have the edge, and as much fun as this OU matchup is, I think it'll be exciting because you're looking at the quarterbacks. But offensively, Arizona's way better than uh, with Philly, and, and that, that's just what it is. I mean, the, the weapons that I, and Kyle, what Kyler can do just himself makes that team stronger than what Philadelphia has right now. So I'm giving the advantage Cardinals. I think they win by seven. Go Cards. That is our NFL pick them. All the same picks besides one. So 
Uh, there's that. We just great minds think alike, man. They just exactly. do. They they do. Uh, finally, m- moving into on this day in history, 1903, the Wright brothers make their historic first flight. 1989, the first Simpsons episode premieres. 1989, and then 2009, the Avatar is released in the U. As the highest grossing film until I believe the Avengers in 2019. Did you ever watch the Avatar, Matt? No. It's good. Never I fell did. asleep for like the last 20 minutes. So it was a good movie and you <laughs> fell asleep in the, good, the best part of the movie? I woke up Amateur. and watched the last like 30 seconds. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. It's when I was little. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, hey, let's wish some happy birthdays today. We got Pope Francis, Manny Pacquiao, Ooh. Bill Pullman, and Brad. Pitt. Yeah. Native Oklahoma Brad Pitt. There you go. From Oklahoma. Great actors. Some good actors, some good fighters, and some good popes. Yeah. That's our first pope. <laughs> that is a honorary. Get him, give him a plaque. Our first pope has made. Hopefully you can shout us out. He's pretty popular on Twitter, I believe. You know, we had a famous person follow us on Twitter this week, Braxton. Who was that? You know. I can't remember his name. But oh, you well, said it was Braxton. the guy that bounces the ball off his head for a home run. Well, he didn't bounce it. Well, he off his head. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco. We got to get Jose on the show. We'll D- we can DM him this week. We should we're, try we're busy for this next week, but after that. We should try to get him on the show. I think he'd be one of the most interesting guests we could ever have. Where do you play? Cubs? Oakland. Oakland. Rangers. There's connections there right there. Jose can So that's out. why you know I'm the Rangers. Yes. And the ball bounce. Does that happen on the Rangers? Yes. Nothing ever goes right for your Rangers. <laughs> okay. We're, we're sensitive there. Come on. I mean, I follow Burgers and Brats. You guys should too, though. Yeah, everyone should. Uh, make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and any other podcast service at Burgers Brats and Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brats. Now, championship weekend in college football. We made it. We did it. I don't know how we did it. We somehow made it to this week. We're picking eight conference championship games. Yes, eight. And first, let's start in the Pac-12. Two night Oregon versus number 13 USC USC a three point favorite USC was gonna face Washington Washington had to drop out because of COVID issues too bad though this Oregon team is not good because uh, USC has not been good but Oregon's been great uh, now it's just reverse we wanted we want Oregon and USC to be back that's what make the makes the Pac-12 good uh Oregon, though, yeah, they're just not as good as they usually are. USC, though, is the better team by far, I I think. They pull out many games, though, this year in the final seconds, as we saw this last week, USC versus UCLA. But I, I don't see this one being close. USC goes 6-0, and and they should get some playoff love, Matt. If you're going to put Ohio State in, you got to put USC in for being 6-0. and USC 31-20. Well, I, you know, I don't know about that. I mean, look, we know how the committee works, and we know – it's Pac-12. Who's going to give them any love? They never get love even in a normal year. So there you go, Pac-12. True. Well, you know, a lot of these picks, Braxton, almost all of them, we have the same again. All but one, All right? but one. So I'm not going to have to, you know, say, you know, I'm with you. I'll USC. let you go first on a few. No, well, no. Well, we're going to switch out, kind of keep it, keep people on, on edge. They don't know which one. <laughs> um, USC. 6-0. It's going to happen. USC. 
They, they have been lucky this year, man. They have been so lucky. Uh, next game, Sun Belt Conference. This is going to be a very good game. Raging Cajuns, number 19, I, think, I believe, in the country. Number 19 versus Coastal Carolina, who's up to number 12. Coastal's a three-point favorite. 11-0 and 0, uh, versus 9-1 and 1 to the Cajuns. And the Cajuns' only loss is to the Coastal Carolina. They've already beat them once this year. They beat the number six team in the country, Iowa State. Also, uh, Coastal won on a last-second field goal. Uh, I think it'll be a very good game because the quarterback, QB McCall, uh, Coastal Carolina, thrown two or more touchdowns in eight of the last ten games, but the Cajuns are much better on defense, and as long as they switch their long snapper from a few weeks ago, I think Coastal wins this game 35-32. You know what both these teams have in Colin? Smaller teams. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they so. both beat a team in the Big 12. The Raging Cajuns beat Iowa, Iowa State, State and Coastal Carolina beat the great Kansas. University of Kansas. That's Kansas. right. Les Miles. That's right. And Les Miles. Woo. Uh, He's done a lot for Kansas. You know, they have had a great defeated season. <laughs> um, look, Braxton, again, no shocker here. Got to go Coastal. You're 11-0. Let's make it 12-0. And, again, exactly. give them more love. But, again, it's the committee. You're not going to give a group of five. You're not going to let any of these smaller teams ever get in. So, why even play football, really? But give them some love. Let them go 12-0. and 0. Exactly. Go I, I think they pull off the miraculous season. Get Should get a power – or should get a near six bowl bid, I believe. Yes. I think it's them. Mm-hmm. So, whoever plays them, that's an easy win. They're lucky. I kind of hope they win. Well, depending well, we on who they, they play. Win, we, yeah. yeah, but that would be fun to see. If they beat a big school like A&M, who's trash, then yeah. – A&M, who's severely overrated. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Mountain West Conference, Boise State, who has been there many, many times in a row, facing San Jose State, number 24 in the country. Boise State, a six-point, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Matt, who you got in this one? Well, I'm going to have to go with San Jose State. Yes. I love it. We first heard about them last week. A little... Better late than never. Yeah, you got that one right. They were playing Nevada. Yep. And you beat me. I picked Nevada. Eight and two last week for me. I think you went, what, seven and three? Probably said that because, yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Didn't get that one right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I I love the San Jose State team. Their stats are amazing. Be- Boise State, though, a quiet five and one season. Usually they're ranked pretty high in the teens uh, by this time. Uh, but they're back in the Mountain West Conference title as, just every year, so that's no uh, nothing new for them. But this is San Jose State's first title shot ever. First ever. Matt, can you tell me Boise State's record against San Jose State all time? They're undefeated. They are undefeated against them. But I don't know how many games. 14-0. and 0. Wow. That they, many? 14, yes. Hmm. They beat them 14 times in a row. But San Jose uh, quarterback Starkle needs to have a perfect game. He's been good. Uh, he's had a great season, 1,400 yards. San Jose State forced Boise State to run. That's not their strong suit. And Matt, San Jose State, 1-11 two years ago. 1-11 two years ago. They are fired up to win this game. First shot at this. I'm going with San Jose, 29-26. to Take down the big dog of the, dog of the conference. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick by you as well. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Another group of five, the AAC, number 23, Tulsa at number nine, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, a two-touchdown, two-extra-point favorite. 
Who you got in this one? Ooh. Let me pull my predictions again. What game did you say? I'm sorry. Tulsa Cincy. Yeah, Tulsa Cincy. I know who you're picking. You want me to tell him? Well, I got it right here. Do you want me to break the news first there? Break the news. Cincy. If you couldn't hear that, I said Cincy. I don't think it's picking up that well on the mic. Cincinnati! Come on down! Yeah! Cincy. There you go. Well, Matt, no shocker. Cincinnati as well. But uh, we love this Tulsa team. We love both teams. Cincinnati has not played since November 21st. So it's been almost a month by the time they finally get back. Both teams are going to rely heavy on the rush. And Des Ritter has got to be better with the deep ball. He's gotten better over time, but uh, got to get good with that. We haven't seen him play in a month. Both defenses top in the nation. Tulsa linebacker Zayvon Collins should be in the Heisman talk. He's got four interceptions, two touchdowns off that, and just a monster on defense in the linebacker position. Cincinnati offense is just better. I think it's close. Cincinnati, and it's at home for them. So Cincinnati 24-21. to 21. Now moving into the big dogs. Big dog picks. Number four, Ohio State versus number 14, Northwestern. Ohio State is a 20-point favorite. As we talked about in our last podcast, Big Ten sold its soul just to get OSU into the playoff. And with the win, they're in. I think they easily take care of Northwestern. Northwestern, though, great, great on defense to go against Patrick Fields uh, and the number six offense. Pat Fitzgerald, heck of a coach. Fields, for, um, he, this is finally, they're finally going to be tested. They have not beat a team with an above 500 record this year. And Northwestern is second best in scoring defense in the FBS. Can Northwestern score with OSU? Yes, if they get the deep ball because OSU secondary is very bad. OSU, though, they know how to win. They've been there before. OSU wins pretty easily 29-17. Yeah, I hate this matchup because, honestly, I would have picked Indiana. You know, if you've been listening to our podcast, would have picked Indiana. I think with another rematch, Indiana probably would have won because they had so many opportunities they should yeah. have in the first time. Well, I know we've got our picks out there. I'm just going to make my, make up my own matchup. Northwestern versus Indiana. I'm picking Indiana. <laughs> I'll go Indiana as well. <laughs> we are making our own rules here at Big Ten Conference. God, I hope Northwestern wins. I, I don't think Ohio State deserves to be in the playoff. Six games. I mean, they're probably the fourth best team, but you didn't play enough games. Uh, next game, SEC number one Bama versus number seven Florida. Bama is seventeen point favorite. Uh, Bama is the number one team. They're playing like it. This feels like one of the most lopsided SEC games we're gonna see, at least spread wise. Florida is coming off the shoe game, and we have breaking news. Breaking news on the podcast. Do you want me to read that? Uh, I can if you want. You can read that. Woj tweeting out via Ramona Shelburne from ESPN. The Houston Rockets are increasingly expanding trade discussions on James Harden beyond his preferred destinations at Brooklyn and Philly. They're doing their diligence. Brooklyn and Philly. I thought Brooklyn was a scrapped. Wow. So it looks like they're trying to move some pieces, so he may get his wish, but had to throw that in there. Man, that I hope he gets – if he goes into the Nets, they've got to give up Kyrie. I don't – see any way. They're, they're going to be a three-man team. <laughs> it will be, be Kyrie, <laughs> KD, James Harden, and maybe they can keep DeAndre Jordan. 
And then you go find a guy on the street, and it's pick up basketball. You got your five. They're going to have to throw in Steve Nash in there or bring back Dan Tony. <laughs> That'd be fun to watch. <laughs> um, uh, SEC game. Uh, Florida coming off the shoe game. The Yeet Cleat versus LS Shoe. Um, even if Florida wins, though, no playoff. They threw away their chances, literally. <laughs> I like what you did <laughs> they there. They literally threw away their chances versus LSU. Uh, Mac Jones, though, my Heisman contender. No touchdowns last week. Uh, he didn't need to. They won pretty easily. I think he steps up this game. SEC championship. Only three interceptions on the year. Matt, Kyle Trask, 40 touchdowns on the year. Five interceptions. Florida offense can score. But their defense, as we saw, cannot, is not going to stop Najee Harris or um, Mac Jones. I think Harris gets 150 yards. Bama, 42-28. to 28. Okay, so we remember Halloween, and I like to bring this up, with Dan Mullen dressed up as Darth Vader, right? So, literally, Dan Mullen is going to be facing Darth Vader on the field. The... Uh, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, so the, you know, I'm <laughs> I just can't help to, you. <laughs> uh, you know, the, he's facing the Emperor. I don't know. <laughs> he's facing the dark, whatever, darkness that is Darth Vader. He's facing Nick Saban, okay? We like to joke around, Nick Saban, you know. But he's facing the biggest, the evil empire, okay? Nick Saban in Alabama. You're not beating him. You're not beating him. Kyle Trask is not beating him. No one's beating him. It's Alabama. Mac Jones is good. The whole team is good. Even if you have Steve Sarkeesian filling in for COVID, Nick Saban, they're still good. You could find someone off the street to coach that team. And would they still be good? They'd be pretty good. That's nah, not Nick Saban. They'd be pretty good. <laughs> Do they have a shot, Braxton? No. I, I, last I don't think Florida's be- got a shot. Before the LSU game, I would have said they have a shot. But now, they don't have nowhere near a shot. They don't have a shot, and they don't even have a shoot. And they're <laughs> not going to get a win. I can't believe the dude threw his shoe. <laughs> we haven't talked about that, but my goodness. That's a highlight of 2020. Oh. The not top 10 of 2020 <laughs> has to be throwing your shoe and throwing your season away. He literally threw his season away. That's what happened. They threw it away. Uh, Matt, ACC, number two, Notre Dame versus number three, Clemson. Clemson, no love to your Irish. They are a 10.5-point 10 10 favorite. Uh, before we get into the pickums, if Notre Dame loses – do they still make the playoff? I, I believe they do. I think they... Yes, I think they do. As a three or a four seed? Uh, I think it stays the same. I think they get... I still think they're a three seed. Notre Dame's a two seed right now. Okay, well, so they, they fall. flip. Yeah, they flip. Okay, yeah, sorry. They flip. Yeah, I w- that's right. They're the two. So, they, I think they're the three. I would agree it should be Alabama. If Nord- if Clemson lo- wins, I think it should be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Yeah, because why would Ohio State jump? I mean, yeah. I mean even if... Uh, Notre Dame would have one loss, and they have what eleven wins or is it, is that ten or eleven? Ten or eleven against six? Yeah, ten. Ten. Break. Coastal's the only team with eleven okay, wins. So yeah. Uh, so pick them. Want me to go first or go you? Ahead, you? Go ahead. All right. Ahead. All right. We know. All right. I know where the difference is in picks coming up, uh, but rematch this time though. Trevor Lawrence is playing. There is T Law. T Law will be back. Clemson six straight ACC championship and going for their sixth straight college football playoff appearance November 7th though Clemson only 34 rushing yards so Notre Dame uh, hopefully can stop them again focus they're gonna have to focus more on the passing though and they get star linebacker and defense lineman back who missed the first game Notre Dame 208 rushing yards that game 
Now, Notre Dame offense, they have looked much better this second half of the season. Defense has looked good all year, though. Uh, Kyron Williams, Notre Dame running back, 1,000 yards. Uh, can Clemson stop him? 1,000 yards on the year. Notre Dame, though, you need to get some interceptions by Trevor Lawrence, and touchdowns win the game. But, Matt, I'm sorry. I've got too much faith in T-Law. One loss in his career, and that was to the great LSU team in the national championship. Clemson, man, they're just built different. Uh, Notre Dame covers, but Clemson, 35-28. It's a good fight song. It is a great fight song. And you know who I'm picking, brother. This is our, this is our one difference. I can't go against the fighting Irish, man. Notre Dame, Ian Book, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. You know Brian Kelly. Their coach. I sound, I sound like I'm giving a, I'm giving a, like a speech, a fiery speech. Win one for the Gipper. That's what they said. Newt Rockney, baby. I got to tell you, this is why I'm picking Notre Dame. They're going against the mighty Goliath. They're going against T-Law. They're going against Dabo Sweeney. This team is good. And they beat them the first time. But they didn't have T-Law. But they had Dabo. They beat him. Why does that matter? It doesn't. Just had to throw that in there. But what can this team do? Brian Kelly is up there. He, he, he's past Lou Holtz, and he's a few wins away from Newt Rockney. He's a few wins from being Notre Dame's greatest, most winningest head coach. This is how great he is. Can they do it? They will. They're going <laughs> to win one for the Gipper this weekend, Braxton. Go fighting Irish, man. Ooh. I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm rooting. I'm gonna root for Notre Dame with you, Matt. Uh, I am. I I want to see what the playoff committee does if Clemson has two losses. I they should not be left in, but I just want to see what happens there. Um, Notre Dame, though, it just feels like they great regular season team, and once they get to that bowl game or the playoff, they they just just goes bad for them. Uh, but it sh it should be another great rematch. It should be a great one. And then finally, in the Big Twelve. OU, the visiting team, uh, number 10 in the country versus number 6, Iowa State, their highest ranking ever. Um, OU, a 5.5 favorite. OU going for their sixth straight Big 12 championship as well. Uh, Iowa State, as Lincoln Riley said, it's not a Rudy story, Matt. Throwing some Notre Dame there. Um, but I, I actually picked them, or I thought they'd be the favorite, them or Texas, to make the Big 12 championship before the season start. OU, though, they are just a much different animal this time around. Spencer Rattler has the experience. Ron J. Stevenson is back. Ronnie Perkins is back. Top five defensive line in the country. Iowa State, they can score uh, with their national uh, best uh, running back, Brees Hall. Uh, 1,300 yards, 17 touchdowns. There are going to be some Hall monitors, Matt. Some Hall monitors stopping Brees Hall this game. I think if you hold him under 100 yards, OU should be in good shape. OU, another chip on their shoulder. Um, Big 12 uh, season rankings, player rankings. Did you look at that? Did you see the uh, yeah, player rankings? Yeah, uh, Nick Benito got screwed. Nick Benito wasn't uh, first team. They had Brock Purdy, first team all quarterback. Sam Ellinger, as second, string, as second team Big 12 quarterback. And Spencer Radler was on third. It, it was it was it was just an abomination. Everyone around the uh, league, uh, sports radio is just going off about it. Iowa State nine first team all first team players. Iowa State with nine. Oklahoma with three. Ronnie Perkins already tweeting out um, he's coming for Iowa State. 
So just add another chip on the shoulder for OU. And until someone dethrones OU, I'm picking OU. OU 31-27. to I think it keeps it close. A late score in the end. But until someone finally brings down Goliath like you were talking about, I've got him winning. Well, the, the stinger in Ames was a disaster for OU. But, again, that's the game plan, the roadmap every year. Now, they had two stunners this year, which is haven't seen in a while. <laughs> haven't seen in a long time. They're going to get the revenge. This is a major revenge tour, and it's going to get ugly. It's going to be ugly for Brock Purdy. It's going to be ugly for that Iowa team. Give me OU. There was never any doubt. It's going to go OU all the way. OU, baby. <laughs> One different pick in the championship. That's kind of that's weird. Because, I mean, usually we do five picks a game, five picks a week for each, but we did eight. Yeah, and but really the matchups are just not – and some of these games were good, but some of yeah. them just were kind of almost gimmies. Eh, at least in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, the San Jose State, I thought you'd go Boise. And then Coastal and I think Raging Cajuns will be last second. Uh, but, yeah, the other Clemson, Notre Dame, that'll go either way. But Bama, Florida, OSU, Northwestern. Uh, but should be a great championship Saturday. Championship Friday starting tonight with the Pac-12. Uh, anything else to add? All right, let's go into our final segment. Who would you share a burger and brought with? I'll start. So a new study published by Psychological Science, yes, a real place, found that people who feel enthusiastic and cheerful are less likely to experience memory decline as they age. So the more positive thoughts, the better you are long-term. Um, analyst data from 991 middle-aged and older U.S. adults. And this study has gone on for um, 25 years, so lots of studying behind that. And Matt, as a Juice World listener, I will not remember who you are in just a few decades. Wow. <laughs> wow, thank you for that. Thank My you. memory is going downhill fast. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yikes. Um, hey, so Larry Nance Jr. of the Cavs, I don't know if you saw this story. He is going to he, – he wants fans to send apparel from local businesses – so he can wear them during the games and then auction them off. He want all apparel is going to go to local homeless shelters. That's a great story right there. Support local business and support people all over. I love that. I hopefully I wish uh, I don't know what ESPN or NBA is doing, but hopefully they write a story about it each time. That's what I would love to see. How um, every time he wears a shirt, they have a full article on that and in depth analysis about that company. That would be awesome. So those are our NFL and college football championship picks. Make sure you take those to the bank. I mean, there's only two differences between us, so it should be a good weekend. Hopefully your team wins unless uh, we're playing you, then hopefully you lose. Uh, but make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and literally any other podcast streaming service at Burgers Brots. Stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brots. Matt and I. Thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.